Now, our next comic is a real delight. Uh, I have only seen them a handful of times. They're brand new. They've only been doing this for a few months. Uh, they did one of my shows in Toronto. In, uh, they did one of my shows in Toronto. Uh, and they were just they, so wonderful. So I wanted to bring them up here. Uh, it's their first ever town show. They've been twice on QAPD. You want to go for me? More than that, yeah. <laughs> and Sarah is their biggest fan. Oh my god. No, uh, and I just learned that they discovered they're non binary through comedy. And that's amazing. So we're absolutely love our next act. Rachie loved us. go into a bit of how I discovered my non-binary nature through the stand-up. It was my first show, and I referred to myself as a woman. I just, I am a 25-year-old woman. And it felt weird when I said it, as I was delivering it, it just like crawled out of my mouth, and I was just like, all right, that was weird. And then, I can't watch that video now because every time I watch it, I just kind of like cringe, and I was like, what is this feeling? I don't get it. But I, I eventually did. I got it now. I'm just not a woman, and that's why I didn't like calling myself a woman. It was, yeah, it was a very, very interesting story. Thank you for coming on that journey with me, everyone. <laughs> uh, so everyone's doing well tonight, as we've been asking very thoroughly. <laughs> um, do you guys like my socks? I love your socks. You love my socks? Thank you. They kind of make it look like I'm going, oh, I like your socks too. But I'm going to talk more about mine. Yeah. Thanks. Yours are way better. Yes. Oh, just you wait. <laughs> so, my socks help me kind of look like I'm constantly going for that schoolgirl look that I'm maybe a bit too old to pull off, but that's okay. I also have to pay $80 for them because they're prescription. <laughs> I have weak ankles and I stand at my job all day, so if I don't wear them, I go through pain. And, bonus tip, I ripped them, putting them on this morning, so I, I really just don't even have a punchline. I just wanted to complain. I have to pay $80 again. <laughs> so, um, being part of this show, I bet you can um, make an assumption about me. I first came to terms with it, it's also not binary. <laughs> I first came to terms with it at the dawn of puberty. It was something that at first I was very nervous about. I thought it was something I'd grow out of. Something that was just a phase. And I sat down my Catholic Italian mother and my Canadian redneck father. <laughs> I looked them both in the eyes at the same time. I'm sure I was making a funny face. And I said, Mom, Dad, I'm a vegetarian. <laughs> they are still not over it. <laughs> I was 13. 
it has been years. <laughs> I've been a vegetarian for more than half of my life, and they're still just like, are you sure you don't want to eat meat? And I'm like, yeah, I'm good. And I have people ask me, Rachel, as a vegetarian, do you make your partners also eat vegetarian? In a way. <laughs> I only care about my partners eating one creature with a nervous system. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I um, do find that um, for me, gender and gender identity is a lot like my unicycle. I don't have a unicycle. <laughs> I don't necessarily understand that their function or purpose, but I do totally respect anyone that has one. I, I do myself have a bicycle. I prefer to call it a pan cycle. It's just harder to explain. It's harder to explain to those outside of the cycle community. Um, so. Thank you. Um, so I am actually going through a breakup. It is yeah seven days ago today actually, but yeah yeah um, I. I don't know why I'm smiling about it, I'm still, whatever. I'm gonna keep talking. Stage uh, presence. Sorry? Stage presence. Stage presence, thank you. <laughs> yeah, hecklers beware, I'm hard of hearing, so if I say what, I'm not being rude, I'm just going with it. <laughs> uh, anyway, my breakup, I just broke up with my boyfriend and boy are my arms tired. <laughs> um, we didn't break up because he was cishet, we broke up because he didn't know what that meant. <laughs> um, it hasn't been the messiest breakups that I've had, but it hasn't been really easy on anyone involved. My poor roommate shares a wall with me, and he's had to listen to me blare music from Shrek the Musical and Weep <laughs> for the last week. He keeps trying to get me to switch it to something else, like, why don't you listen to Pink? Or Carrie Underwood, and I'm just like, Shrek gets me. <laughs> you don't choose your breakup music, it just presents itself to you in your mind. <laughs> and I'm just going with it. Um, I should have known that at first that the relationship wouldn't work out when I noticed my cat didn't like him. My cat likes everybody. I'm one of those people who refers to their cat as a puppy. He, when I open the door, I come in and I, his, okay, back up. My cat's name is Zeppelin, and he's the color of lead. When I open the door and I go, Zeppy, he comes running to me, and he does like the cute little cat trot with his bell. <laughs> Actually, my roommate made me take the bell off because he kept being woken up at five in the morning by both of our cats wrestling, and I'm just like, okay, that's a fair reason. <laughs> but um, my cat loves belly rubs, and he's just a big old idiot, which is the most dog-like feature about him. And there's this thing that he does. I haven't seen it done by anyone outside of the movie Apocalypse Now. <laughs> he will drop down to the ground and then drag himself across the floor by his little kitty elbows <laughs> and scream. 
<laughs> no one else has seen him do this except me. My roommates swear that I'm making it up, and I'm not. I, it's just something that he puts me through every morning. <sighs> but I love him so much. <laughs> Everyone clap for Zeppelin, please. Yay. He thanks you. He doesn't know it, but he thanks you. Um, <laughs> I am definitely the kind of person who will say that, like, oh, don't worry about it. It's just an inside joke I have with my cat. But, um, yeah, that's, I'll stop talking about my cat. <laughs> I did quit smoking pot recently. I, yeah, I, I started again, so it's... <laughs> but during that time, I noticed something. All of the flaws that I was blaming the pot for were actually personality flaws. <laughs> I was actually just that lazy. So, may as well spend money being lazy, right? Um, anyone else watch History, the History Channel? Yeah? That many? <laughs> what about History 2? Their slogan should just be, I guess this could be considered History 2. <laughs> um, I am a bit of a millennial. A bit of a millennial. I am straight up a millennial. I, I'm the kind that eats an ungodly amount of avocado toast. Not, yeah. It's my little way of sticking it to the man as well as making a quick and convenient meal in the morning as I smush an avocado on some toast and leave. It works. I am also an avid recycler. I will tell anyone, anyone any information they need about recycling, including when it's socially acceptable to not recycle, which is never. Is that a high five? Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> I, oh, the high five distracted me. <laughs> Does anyone else here have student debt? Not anymore, that's amazing. Oh, I'm gonna be living with mine until I'm like 76. I have been to school four times. I do not have any $10,000 pieces of paper because I also have commitment issues. I just finished the makeup program at Sheridan College. I didn't actually, as I said, I didn't graduate. I just decided that I was finished. <laughs> and now I'm a qualified makeup artist because it's the kind of job where you can do that. <laughs> I'm terrific, everyone. They say that a makeup artist's resume is the face. <laughs> as you can tell, business is please hire me. <laughs> Times is hot. Um, but for those still struggling with the OSAP debt, I have a solution to help you feel better in those moments of darkness. Those moments when you feel like you just need to cry but you can't. A little trick I do is I open up my OSAP and I just weep. It makes you cry every time. I um, find I'm at that age where people, my people, my friends, my people, are starting to get pregnant on purpose. <laughs> I am still in the mindset of, are you gonna keep it? 
<laughs> what are you guys gonna do? And then they're just like, oh, we're happy. I'm like, oh, okay. So I've just, I've had so many awkward interactions that I've just gotten to a point where I just say, oh, you're pregnant. May your reaction meet your, suit your circumstance. <laughs> Gets me off clean every time. You guys can have that if you'd like. It's my gift to you. How to deal with pregnancy woes. I have never thought that I've been the kind of person to have babies. But lately, maybe it's hormones, maybe it's life, I don't know. I've been dealing with some intrusive thoughts about children. Not hurting them. <laughs> Having them, guys, keep up. <laughs> um, when I was nine years old, my family moved into this house that had been uninhabited for two years. So when we moved in, there was a bit of a bee infestation. So we did the logical thing, and we just went and we stayed with my grandparents while professionals came in and they took care of the bee nests. You know, the logical thing that we actually didn't do, I was lying, we moved right in, and for months, we lived with the bees. We lived amongst them. And I, being the clever little child that I was, discovered that if you don't move around too much or squat at them, they don't attack you. So I would regularly like walk up to a surface that was covered in bees and lay my hand on it and let the bees crawl up my arm and then walk around the house covered in bees <laughs> saying things like, I am the bee emperor. <laughs> All bees will fall before me. Because I knew I couldn't be their queen. That was a lot more work that I was not ready to commit to. <laughs> But eventually, my reign as bee emperor fell, as most reigns do. I was coming home from school, and I was in a bit of a huff. I was mad about something, as, as kids are. And I took my shoes off really quickly, and I slammed them down. And then I took a step, and I stepped on a bee. One of my brethren. It, it stung me, because it was being squished. I don't blame the bee, but the bees blamed me. And I began waking up every day covered in bee stings. I went my whole life with no allergies, and now I am anaphylactic. <laughs> so if a bee comes in, kindly per make a human bubble around me because I just, I'm a little frightened of them now. Doesn't matter how still I am, they know. The last time I was stung, I was working at Tim Hortons and I grabbed a coffee pot and there was a bee on the handle and I just dropped it and my hand exploded. It was like there was a golf ball inside my hand. And they made me work. <laughs> but it's the lunch rush. You're right. People need their soup. <laughs> I, um, being a bit of a strange person, shocker, I know, I've had people tell me that I'm a strange person, and I, um, as a makeup artist, I work with a lot of theaters, and there's this theater that I was working with pretty regularly, and the head makeup artist, who was like this 30-year theater veteran, told me, in a table of people, that I was the weirdest person she'd ever met, 
<laughs> it's the nicest thing anyone's ever said about me. <laughs> Thank you. It warms my heart and it really validates me. But um, despite having that level of validation, I do tend to have um, low self-esteem. I would even say that my self-esteem is, it's a lot like my Christopher Walken impression. It's a, not very good. <laughs> I know what you're thinking right now. Hey, she's pretty funny. My pronouns are they. <laughs> that will be everything for me tonight. You guys have all been so fun. Thank you so, so much. Close this? I don't want any bees getting in. I don't want any bees getting in.